Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. How you been? Still up, upright and taking nourishment. Uh, Me too. Been, better than last week. Yeah. Are you, uh, you've been a little uh, ill. I'm still a little stuffy. So in the, I apologize. I'll try and edit, edit out the in the background that I'll constantly be doing because it'd be really annoying. But I will I will do my best audience. No, you're, just, you're victim to everything that's happened to most of us. Like we've, we've all been hiding for so long that now the smallest little cold thing just like knocks you down. I so. blame Costco. You blame Costco? I went to Costco too many times. Are you times. licking things in Costco again? Sometimes. Oh, okay. They're they're still doing samples that. back. <laughs> oh, <God>. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> that'll make more sense. But we can see our guest. You can't. Um, she she just met us, so um, that that last comment threw her off a little bit. But that's uh, okay. Um, but yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, the sample's mine. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. stop doing that. So, I had a better joke, but it's not appropriate. So yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no. Basically, mainly been working in the shop. That's been going pretty well. You can um, walk on the floor now. I can walk on the floor. Nice. I still haven't moved anything in yet because it's been so cold. It's taking forever to cure. Yeah. It was corrected, by the way. Concrete doesn't dry. It cures. That is correct. Well, it was wet and now it's not. Therefore, right. it dried. But it's curing. Mm-hmm. Who yelled at you for that? I don't remember. Somebody oh, okay. Somebody commented at me randomly. I don't remember who it was. Hey, do you know I only got asked 26 times, where's Dan this weekend at the Avance Colors event? That was kind of nice. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm part of this. T- like, nobody comes up to me and is like, hey, how are you? It's like, hey, where's Dan? Great. I'm glad to be here, too. I, I think it's just a use of seeing us together. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm anyway. not bitter about that in any way, shape, or form. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, if you weren't, didn't go to the Avance Colors event, it was epic. Uh, we got to go out to the new PGP uh, if you they, you know they, the stuff they've been talking about building for like 20 years they've built a bunch of it like basically man caves and there's a couple of businesses out there it's or so women cool. caves I mean, yeah she sheds man caves whatever i mean whatever you want to call her. giant garages where you just makes you want to spend all your money and store all kinds of things but uh big shout out to avance and chrissy uh who put it on and it was an amazing event uh took me back to my days in the 80s those i remember so <laughs> yeah I yeah. saw you were well dressed for it. Uh, you know, I as I Chrissy and Ashley usually are. Uh, oh, they were absolutely rocking. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of. There was a guy there that had a vintage eighties like Lamborghini jacket, like this. Oh, I saw so that. Cool. The, so like so, so cool. Posted a photo. Yeah, yeah. So. looked very cool. Yeah, you were missed. Yeah, I was sick at home. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, I also got the uh, the, fil- the water filtration put in. Oh, I think it went in yesterday. So no more water spots on cars. Pretty you excited can, about you can start that. Showering again. That's I know. Nice. I'm proud of you. Yeah, first time in months. That's right. You were going to put in a filter. I was excited yeah. about that because that was going to affect my life in some way. And the fact that I could wash yeah. my car and not. Well, no, okay. I still have to trench to the shop and put it in the hot water. But uh, at least all the it's, it's and beginning I, to the end. Yeah, okay. exactly. So it's already plumbed into the whole system, and now like, well, water. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. It's a pretty fancy setup. I'll show you next. I time. like it's it. Pretty cool. All right, that's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Carter Automotive Group tip of the week uh, brought to you by a question on the Avance page. Getting a lot of these from the Avance page, actually. Uh, somebody was talking about how uh, they had a prowler uh, on their car. Luckily, they just spray paint vandalized it instead of breaking into it. Oh, somebody was prowling their car. I, was, I thought you meant they yeah. had a prowler. I was like, that's kind of a cool car. Yeah, so they, they okay. spray painted the hood, which is, of all things that can happen to your car, just be thankful that's all they did around here because, wow. like, that's a pretty easy thing to fix, actually. Okay. Um, but they said, hey, anybody have any ideas, cameras, things like that? And um, cameras are great, but um, to be honest with everybody here, nothing, you're not going to get anything from a camera. Like, unless you are in that budget range of 8K cameras with license plate readers, which most of us are not, that's really not going to help you very much. And they have to have them strategically placed on the street. And then there's some legal questions when it comes to gathering that much information. Um Anyway, the, something new. yeah, the best thing to do to deter thieves is to make not make yourself an easy target. Um, and I'm talking about just you don't have to own your home. If you rent, this will apply to you too. 
a lot of lights. The more lights, the better. And if you're like, I'm not an electrician, I'm renting my house. I don't want to tap into the wiring of a house I don't own or, you know, to put up floodlights and things like that. Hey, good luck. Good news. LEDs exist and you can get um, wireless LED floodlights. They take 3D cells. You can get them sometimes at Costco. They're on all over Amazon with good reviews. And they got the light sensor. So they only come yep. on at night. They only come on at night. Yeah. And they're like two for 40 usually. Sure. And sometimes even less. I have two at my house, um, even though I have wiring everywhere, but just in places I don't want to wire. Super easy to put up and the batteries last all year. They're great. We take the dog out at night. I don't, don't want to keep the porch lights on all night. So I just put one out there. Sure. Anyway, uh, if you can get like four of those and just light up your driveway as soon as somebody comes into it, great. Um, that, that's a huge deterrent. Next thing you can do if you're really paranoid about it or you're in an area where this is warranted, you can get a driveway alarm sensor. They're wireless. They're like 30 bucks. You put one in as soon as something crosses the beam, boom, goes off. Um, and yeah, it unfortunately does get some false detections from pets or animals if you're in that kind of thing. But if you have it strategically placed well enough, as soon as somebody enters your driveway, that thing is loud and you could have it with different tones so some of them you can set up have a different tone at night than during the day i love it because oh, i know an auditory tone it's yeah it's an auditory lights okay. yeah and then yeah. um solar uh motion activated solar lights for your driveway as well so if you don't want the you know screw in giant light you can put one in the driveway that'll self-recharge solar lights and they go off all day if you pull into my house at night you are gonna get blinded all the way down my driveway now couldn't i just like arm my garden gnomes wouldn't that work okay <laughs> I was going to, okay. Nope. Funny you mentioned that. Okay. The next thing I was going to suggest, and this does trunk, work trunk monkey. No, best commercial. That no. is motion sensor activated sprinklers. Absolutely. And if That's you, yeah, cool. because nobody wants to break into a car while they're being sprayed with a hose. I mean, I don't. And you can set those on a timer. Yeah. So they only go off at certain times. Now they're made to spray, like, you know, spray deer when they get into your garden or something like that. They work fantastic as a, a security device <laughs> because you just don't want to be an easy target. Fair enough. Thieves are not going for like, like, unless you have a lot of really expensive stuff stealing your car, um, or you have that, what's that generation of Ford truck, the F-250 and 350 that you can steal with like looking at it. Oh yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's one stolen every week or every day and they're posted online. Anyway, don't make yourself an easy target. Just lots of light, lots of sound, those uh, automatic sprinklers, just as long as nobody wants to be in the middle of the broad daylight, they're going to run away. I'm going to add to this, and this was not part of our tip, but it's something that I've been watching lately. Claymore um, Mines. No, <laughs> yes, I've been watching Claymore Mines. Make sure, make sure you're behind them. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is a little, this is an extra tip. Uh, if you come into your home and you're one of these people that puts your keys by your front door, don't. Do don't. Yeah. Because thieves now can come up to your front door with the, and they can, uh, can drive and uh, contraption they can get the signal off the key that's near the door yep they can go to your car they can start it so i always tell people put your keys you know keep them in your in your bedroom keep them away from places that people could get faraday cage yeah get a faraday (laughs) cage yeah (laughs) safe things like that line your head with tinfoil and your keys that's a different i mean that's a different podcast you know so yeah so (laughs) smell some lead make a box some poisoning trunk, i don't know i still would go with trunk monkey trunk if you, monkey if you don't is know what definitely trunk the way is, to go look it up so yeah, yeah best advertising on the market so. <laughs> so i was watching these the other day the trunk monkey this is funny you mentioned mm-hmm. that totally unrelated and uh somebody had never seen them before i'm like you've never seen the trunk monkey <laughs> so i show the video the trunk monkey getting out of the trunk and smacking the guy at the crowbar make it today, hilarious right yeah. you couldn't make it today yeah. it's the funniest commercials yeah. um but i was like you know what chimpanzees do when they attack something? Uh-huh. You do, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they typically dismember them and uh, rip off things. They are yeah. like the most aggressive animals in Mother Nature you can think of yeah. when you're in their territory. So I was like, 
man, that'd be way more effective if it wasn't. <laughs> All it would take is once. Yeah. Right? If you met a Karen and then you made a Karen monkey, oh, I'll tell Can't you. Can't you see that, that happening in Florida, though, so, yeah. where everybody has like the crazy pets and they like yeah, man breaks into home, Flo- dies from a monkey ripping off his arm and beating him with it. I mean, <laughs> like that, tiger's I, one I thing. I feel like that's on every, you know, only in Day County kind of yeah. Florida thing. But I mean, just remember, uh, and I say this many times, that the Tiger King was not from Florida. No. I had a hard time believing that too, <laughs> no. but you know, so. Yeah. The other one was though. Who's the, there was another guy on that oh, show. Oh, there's plenty of, oh, the, yeah. oh, the, well, the guy with the cult? Yeah, yeah sorry, guy, yeah, <laughs> The cult guy on that show. Did you know that Carol Baskins, they found her husband? Really? Yeah, she's oh, not. He's not dead. I really wanted her to feed him to type. Sorry, I'm, that's off. Track, so <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, the, apparently they found him. You know, so this is important information. He was avoiding taxes in Belize or something like that. Imagine oh. that in yeah. the car world. Yeah. Back, oh, sorry. Yeah. From being killed <laughs> by animals and being sorry. eaten by yeah. tigers. Um, we, did we, you? Did you see? Yeah, you did because you showed it to me. I'm cheating <laughs> here a little like, bit. This I was is like, my how lead-in. are you going to lead into this? This is okay, my lead yeah. in. Okay. The latest Black Rifle Costco uh, commercial oh, yes, with the Porsches. Mm-hmm. With the Porsche. Porsche and, and the, the Tundra. Oh, yeah. Tundra, Tundra yes, trophy yes, I did. Yes. Awesome it's commercial. It's funny you bring that up, Dan. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. It, it was wonderful advertising. Yes. I don't we know found, We yeah. found the PR and marketing for that commercial no. was very successful. <laughs> yes. And we very much enjoyed it. Yes. Boy, we should talk to somebody about that. I, you know, I'd like to know more <laughs> about that. I mean that general topic so yeah Yeah, that's right yeah (laughs) our guest today it is international women's day that we're recording on we know this is not coming out then but our guest this today and and continue with our theme of women's month jennifer klein from klein consulting and you uh jennifer do pr marketing in the motorsports world and we'd love to hear more about it hi (laughs) hi thanks for having me (laughs) yes i'm happy sorry we're we're a little bit yeah, we're a little bit to get used to. I'm sorry. I did I did really throw her off with that. Did you start licking things? Like, just like, yeah. So, uh, sorry. Um, but uh, welcome. Uh, you know, we. Uh, I, I know that uh, you come to us yet again by, uh, via Carl. Um, uh, again, we're sorry for anything he says, does, or he's a wonderful man. But yeah. So. He is. Actually, I love working with Carl. He's so good. So yeah, if he hops on, great. If not, I'll see him at the next race. Fair enough. Fair enough. Give us a little bit of background. I know that you are born and raised in Texas, correct? Yes. Okay. And then and did you, have you always been into motorsports and, and, and loving cars and things like that? So I actually grew up um, watching NASCAR. So my dad introduced me to the sport whenever I was probably like first grade, second grade. Um, it took me a few years to get into it because I was so young and I was like, all right, not really feeling this. Um, but why then, don't they turn right? I know. I was like, okay, all right, this is kind of boring. Um, but the first race that I actually ever watched was the 2004 Daytona 500, like start to finish. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. won that race, and he was so excited. He was so happy. Like it was just the most fun thing to watch. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. Like this is good. Um, and then ever since then, just fell in love with it, followed it. We were that typical family that, um, you know, watched on Sundays, had all our laptops with all the scanners going, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, we had season tickets at Texas Motor Speedway. So we made a family thing out of it. My mom, she was along for the ride, I'd say. Um, <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll She agreed it. to be there. Got it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. She, she would always, her thing was she would always bring champagne and like, class it up a little bit. So she was always really proud of that. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, I kept up with it all through grade school, middle school, high school, college, um, had loosely heard about sports car racing and IMSA and whatnot. And, um, you know, just as I graduated college, there was an internship available at IMSA and it was in communications, which I had a really strong education background in. Um, luckily they took a shot on me and the rest is history. I think that's funny. Cause like I've. Uh, over the last like four or five years, I've gotten heavily into F1 and I've always been a big fan of NASCAR. And I've always said, I'm not necessarily loving the race, but I love, like you said, you got your laptop up, you're looking at all the analytics. I love watching them build the cars. And so many people have come to us and, you know, it's like, well, you don't, you know, are you going to understand, are you going to like, uh, are Americans going to like F1? I was like, have you seen NASCAR? Do you see what we do with that? Like, yeah, I mean, we're going to embrace it, but um, I, it's such a cool sport. I, and I think it gets, sometimes gets a bad name as, you know. It, it's I would I've never actually been to a NASCAR race and I really look forward to going today because or someday because I feel like I'm going to be the guy on top of the motorhome you know painted like red like Lightning McQueen waving a flag but yeah so <laughs> not like a real NASCAR team like Lightning McQueen not Lightning McQueen yeah I, I'd be out there voting for a car that doesn't exist so yeah <laughs> I mean hey my my sister um, she is a son that's about to turn two and he's all into cars and we just visited them and I'm like okay start them young cars Lightning McQueen like the movies let's go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. So obviously, you, I mean, your dad loved automobiles. Yes. I mean, and was a big NASCAR fan. Did, did he work in that industry? Um, no, he actually didn't. He was in the IT industry. And um, I guess his background was, if, if I remember the story right, um, he was actually helping out a client and they were resetting passwords and whatnot. And um, the client or um, the customer wanted to reset it, something along the lines of Jeff Gordon, actually. <laughs> And so he was better than password. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And so he was like, who, who is this? Like, what are you talking about? And then ever since then, he just fell in love with it. Um, But yeah, so he really got into cars. Um, He ended up getting an SRTA Dodge Charger. Um, He loved going drag racing with that um, at Ennis Motor Speedway or the, the drag strip in Ennis, Texas. And yeah, just kind of fell in love with it. So I grew up around it. Um, you know, myself, I'm more of like a racing person. I love that aspect of it. Uh, but it's so cool, you know, with IMSA and sports car racing, you see so many different elements. So it it's, you see something new every time. Nice. So internship at IMSA, you went to, you graduated from Texas. So this is, uh, I was reading your LinkedIn. I'm not that creepy. It was 2016, I think. Texas A&M. Texas yes. I'm sorry. I saw yeah. that coming. Yeah, I know. Me too. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. And just what you can't see is Dan was saying it and she had a finger up like because oh, we, no, were, we were joking. <laughs> we had some technical errors before and we couldn't hear her. And I was like, don't worry. I'll tell your story. I'll tell everybody you love Tennessee. And she's like, my parents would kill me. <laughs> I, know, I, was like, wait. Yeah. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Just so, don't just so that, whenever like my family hears this, they know yes. it's incorrect. Absolutely. No, Absolutely. Yeah. No. Texas A&M. Yes. yes. So okay. graduated from Texas A&M 2016, yes. <laughs> yeah. and then you went straight to IMSA. What was the uh, the big jump like into IMSA? I mean, tell us about your early days and what you're doing now. And Yeah, absolutely. It was insane to say the least. You know, I was born and raised in Dallas, went to Texas A&M, and the next thing I know, I'm moving halfway across the country. And, you know, I'm, uh, I have my two older half sisters, but growing up, it was just me and my parents. So they felt definitely like empty nesters. They're like, oh my gosh, you're going all the way over there. And my sisters had already moved. So it was like, okay, now where, where did you move to? Um, I moved to Daytona beach. 
Daytona. Okay. Yes. So it was actually perfect. It was a great combination between um, like the big city Dallas and then small city College Station where Texas A&M is. So it felt right at home. It had everything you needed right within a decent driving distance. Um, But it was a lot of fun. You know, IMSA really embraced me. Um, There were a lot of young people working there. So we all kind of banded together, had a great group going on, a lot of people with the same mindset, um, you know, as it still is to this day. So it was, I think, more of an adjustment from the personal side, just making such a big step. But getting to work with people that love the same thing that you love is incredible. Tell us about your work. I mean, I from what I've client consulting is your business yes. now, and you're still working hand in hand with IMSA, though, right? Yes. So I ended up leaving IMSA on my own in 2020. Um, it was an amazing opportunity, uh, but then I went ahead and I was like, "Let's test the waters. Let's see what's out there." And so, yes, I did go into business on my own, client consulting, as you mentioned. Um, And I also kept it a little bit more broad for that consulting aspect because things that I've done since then, it's not necessarily just PR or just communications. Um, You know, for some of the teams, it revolves around that. It's press releases. It's pitching to media, um, which is actually how I met Carl. And yeah, um, and you know, it's arranging driver schedules for race weekends, making sure they're at appearances. Um, but also, you know, there's some teams that are more a la carte. They're like, can you help with logistics or can you help with social media? Um, you know, luckily I've been able to meet a lot of connections on the way that um, I actually work some of the Formula One races now um, at Miami and at Circuit of the Americas with their registration team or helping support race control. So it's been incredible. It's very, it was very risky at the time. A lot of people think I was a little crazy, but luckily it's, it's turned out really well and I'm so happy. So it, it's definitely a wide range of things that I cover right now. What's, uh, what's your favorite races to be at? I know you're working when you're there, so it's a little different. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, Road America is always a good one. I love Road America because, I, okay, I'll go ahead and say, like, food is half of the experience. <laughs> we don't understand what you mean. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah. am I going to get good food? And like, just how does that set the tone? Um, no road America is amazing. And actually I've had my mom and my aunt out there before, so they could experience it. There's a lot of things to do. So, you know, road America is a huge fan favorite. Um, but one of my favorite ones, actually, whenever I was with IMSA, they, um, I was in charge of the then Porsche GT3 cup Canada series. And so I was going up to Canada about five, six times a year. And one of my favorite circuit circuits was, Hopefully I say this right. I probably won't, but Mont Tremblant. Um, it's just like an hour and a half north of Montreal and mm-hmm. loved it. It's this adorable, quaint little town, this just home style racetrack. And it was just perfect. I loved it. I want to go back. Um, it, it was amazing. So that's definitely one of the favorites for sure. 
I want to talk about it. You, you, you touched on it, but I mean, you, you got to be part of what the administration and race control for the Miami Grand Prix, which F1, which is incredible. And you said you also got to do it at Coda, which I, is one of my favorite tracks in the world. Minus if you're a spectator and then trying to leave after the event, it takes you four hours to get back into Austin, which, you know, yeah, if you absolutely. could pass that along to somebody, that'd be great. I'm sure I'm the first person to bring that up. Yeah. But um, you need a helicopter, man. Yeah. Stop being poor. I, I, well, that was my problem. You know, <laughs> you laugh, but there are two, two or three different places to land a helicopter at that at that place and you can tell the real rich and then the, the sort of rich oh, so yeah <laughs> yeah but um if, how did that opportunity you, come yeah go ahead i was gonna say if you do find a helicopter ride like let us know that'd be great yeah absolutely yeah. oh i see okay i see um how'd that opportunity come about i mean that's a that's a pretty big thing i mean i mean with f1 you know now we're gonna have what well let me see between Miami, Las Vegas, Coda, I mean, and technically Canada, Mexico City, we're, we're getting a lot more F1 races over here. And it's really taking off thanks to, I think, Netflix and, and Drive <laughs> yeah. to Survive and all that. But that's a pretty big, I mean, opportunity. And I think that's amazing that, that you were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely been phenomenal. Um, you know, and you can't thank everyone that's helped you, like all the connections you've made along the way. Um, you know, what's helped out in a certain extent is that whenever they do bring, you know, F1 or Global Series over to this side, they work a lot of the time with the same people um, and, you know, the same sanctioning body. So you make those connections through other series that you're working with. Um, so actually, my fiance and I, we met at IMSA um, and then we began working with the same people um, and then we started dating and the rest is history. But, um, so he's in the industry too then? He is in the industry too. So yes, we've both done those kind of events and, you know, he does um, more of the ops side of things and I'm more on like the registration and uh, race control support part. But it is really the connections that you build because once you get to know how people work and you all work together, then if you're in at Coda, the next thing you know, like maybe you're in at Miami. Um, you know, I haven't personally talked about Las Vegas, but it is just because this region is such a niche, I guess, for the sport, um, that it's easy for them to rely on the people that they know and they want to keep that core group. Um, so that's what, that's kind of how I got involved and it's been an incredible experience. I've loved every moment of it. It's surreal. Sometimes you're like, it pinched me. Um, especially being from Texas, you know, like. Circuit of the Americas. It's right next to home. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how it all came to be. So very grateful for sure. I mean, I love what America is embracing F1. I think a lot of us have, but I think, you know, I was watching a, ser a little thing about that, the paddocks that they're building in, in Las Vegas, just the paddocks where it's just insane. Like they're going to be racing on the streets. I mean, that's going to be kind of fun. I'm, I'm excited for that. And I, I, I hope that you have the opportunity to work there as well. So, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, so yes. fun fact, I've actually never been to Las Vegas. So somehow mm. I've never been. Um, you know, long before I was a concept, my parents actually got married there. Um, <laughs> yes. And so if then my, my fiance has been a couple times, I was like, why has no one taken me? Like I want to go. So <laughs> whether it's part of F1, whether it's just in general, I'm like, I'd like to at least know what all the fuss is about. So we'll see. <laughs> But you're not allowed to talk about it after you leave Las Vegas, that's right? True. That's the thing. Yeah, stays there or whatever that crap is. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of lights. Yeah. Um, there's a little thing on on your uh, on your LinkedIn that I want to talk about. It's kind of interesting. Is you did some work for the Texans? I did. Yes. Did that's really? I mean, talking. I mean, I'm a big football fan, so that's kind of a how'd that come about? 
So that was actually um, a brief internship right after I graduated from college. So it was like a month long period in between college and IMSA. Um, you know, I had been working in the sports administration department at Texas A&M for um, a little bit under a year by that point. And again, it's relationships that you build and connections that are established that you never know the conversations that you're going to get in. Um, and again, being the communications background that I had, um, it was a natural fit just for their training camp, just a quick little interim kind of in and out month long thing, but a huge experience. And I had a really great time there. It was really eye-opening to be such, be part of such a professional organization. Um, I'll say one thing that I will never forget from working there is it was like intern orientation day. And it's something that I still keep to this day. Um, they told us, they're like, okay, we mean no disrespect by saying this, but do not interact whenever you don't have to with the players, the coaches, like the staff, because this is a performance-based industry and they need to focus on what they're doing. Right. And so talking with you can potentially be a distraction if you're acting like a fan, if you're fangirling, whatever. And I was like, oh, I guess, you know, common sense tells you that, but to have it reiterated was a huge thing. And I actually took that whenever I went into sports car racing, you're around all these big names. I mean, you see it during the Rolex 24 broadcast, you've got so many drivers from other series and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm around this. But at the end of the day, there is a level of professionalism that you have to keep up. And I'll never forget that from my time at the Texans. All right. When have you had to hold it in though? Driver, or whatever, when you've been around somebody and you're like, yeah, teach us. Cause I'm the kind of guy that'll run after somebody going, do you know who you are? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have yeah. to go to see Michelle Mouton on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm just going to be like, I don't my want to talk on the ground. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm I always loved you. Handcuff you in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the first thing that comes to mind was actually at the Rolex 24. I'm already like embarrassed thinking about it. I think I'm already like blushing. Um, <laughs> Nobody can see that through the radio. You're I know, good. Yeah. I know. It's adorable, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so talking about F1 and Drive to Survive, um, you know, we watch it all the time. We just finished binge watching the most recent season. And so I follow, of course, Roman Grosjean on social media. And whenever you follow someone for so long, you kind of think that you're like a friend of theirs almost. <laughs> And it's like she's inside my head. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking down um, pit lane at the Rolex and he didn't have anyone around him. So, you know, it, it was only if you noticed him and I walked past and I was like, Hey, what's up? Obviously had no freaking clue who I was. And so kept walking <laughs> right on by and I was like, Oh my God, Jennifer, you just look like an idiot. He's probably like, who is this random person that just said hi to me? And he probably gets that a lot. I mean, I know, but I think in the moment though, as the individual that did it, you're like, wow, that was, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like you have to remember that you're not up to that level yet. You're a peon down here. Like it's okay. But, um, I have so many things that are going through my head, not on your side, just shit I've done. Oh. <laughs> right. Just, you know, just well, random crap. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we there you Most go. people, they understand that there's fans and, and, and we're fans and uh, people that follow them. But like, it, I mean, it would have been awesome if you would have been like, oh, my God, are you Jennifer? Exactly. Follow- <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, I that's what you wanted. You. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You like all my photos. I know you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, why don't you know me? Well, I, I think I think the other thing that I will say is, you know, as I started out our conversation, like I have been such a big Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan since I was in like the fourth grade. And I had never actually gotten the chance to meet him and be like, hi, my name's Jennifer. I'm a huge fan of yours um, until 2020. So actually the Rolex 24 right before coronavirus hit. And uh, my boss at the time, Greg, he actually had been working with his PR rep or the NBC folks whenever he was part of that broadcast and um, just arranged a quick like in the media center. Hey, Jennifer, he's here. Come here. Let's take a photo. And I couldn't really talk because I was about to start crying. And (laughs) so all I could say was, I've been a fan of yours since the fourth grade. I've been such a fan. And I'm like, Jennifer, you sound so stupid. And I had just gotten a new phone. So I didn't know how to get to camera on the iPhone. Like it wasn't working. And I'm like, man, this is just like great. It's fantastic. But it ended up being a great picture. And I'm happy. And I haven't met him or seen him since. So, <laughs> but it's been great. I, I understand that. I had that yeah. I had that <laughs> opportunity or an opportunity like that in Monterey and I was walked into Jay Leno and Matt LeBlanc. And I'm not a big friends fan, but I am a big, you know, Joey fan. I'm a huge <laughs> friends fan. A huge yeah. friends fan. So yeah, and and this is he had just gotten done doing Top Gear and things like that. And I was and I was I don't I'm not a silent person. I think everybody can attest to that. And I think that's the only time I've sat there and just been like listening and you know <laughs> trying to take as much information as i could so i get it and i'm sure dale jr i mean he he grew up in nascar he, he rode in nascar oh yeah he has people come up to him all the time and i'm sure he respects that so yeah i mean yeah. I, I hope the fact so. that you don't know how to use an iphone that's a different thing that uh was, but <laughs> i think i know trust me i was so embarrassed i'm like what's wrong with you did you lose 15 million brain cells within five minutes like come on bring it back down bring a lot back. more of that yeah <laughs> Remember um, we ran into Richard Petty at that party? Yes. <laughs> party yeah. in Arizona. We're like, huh. wait a minute. Yeah. That <laughs> well, was cool. That was cool. I actually was at um a like a team or sanctioning body series up in Montreal a couple of years ago. And I was talking with someone that I worked with, and um Patrick Dempsey walked up and like inter- oh, yeah. interrupted the conversation. And I was like, oh my God. What you- rude yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i actually i did think that for a second i was like excuse me like i'm in the middle of a conversation with this person i was like okay i guess back off okay. mcdreamy <laughs> dr dreamy my ass get out of here <laughs> but can you take a photo on the way out but not yeah, yeah. yeah. while you're leaving i figured out how my camera works now so let's get this going exactly yeah. no but to not get a photo but a good story <laughs> So, I mean, as having a love of all motorsports, where, what, what's the place, what's the call or the email that you'd like to get? Where would you like to mm-hmm. work? I mean, are you, you know, would you like to go over to Europe with the F1? Is there some opportunity that you'd like to have? Um, honestly. What the, do you want to be when you grow up? I know. <laughs> Am I grown yeah. up? Does that count? Like, no. I don't really know. No, 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 Okay, no. good. No. Not compared to Not us. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, like I would definitely love to go see more of the racetracks and the races overseas in Europe, especially, you know, spas on the list for sure. Um, Monza, you know, whether it's F1 or whether it's, you know, GT racing, um, just things like that. It'd be so cool to see. Um, but you know, one of the things about that I've learned about being in business for myself is that as you keep progressing, you keep getting new opportunities coming your way that you didn't even imagine. And so right now the clients that I have, 
Um, I'm so content and I'm so happy and, but I'm also learning because, you know, don't take on too many things, you know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin and not deliver. Um, or, you know, you're trying different series, going to new racetracks. Like I went to a couple new tracks here in the U S last year and it was incredible. So Europe is definitely on the list. Um, one of my personal hobbies is just traveling in general. So my fiance, we desperately want to go to Singapore, like the Singapore mm-hmm. GP that is on the list. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of things like that, but one of the reasons that I also really do love what I'm doing is because the people that I work with, you know, I've, those are the people I center around. They're a good group of people. They are way, what make life enjoyable right now. And I'm loving what I'm doing. So if that opportunity to go overseas works out, that's great. But I've also got amazing teams right here that I couldn't be happier with. So she's going to go really far. Like <laughs> had somebody asked me that question, I would have been like, this is what I want to work for. Screw the people I'm doing, working with now. Like yeah. <laughs> she's so smart. She's like, I like the people I'm working with now, which is honest and true. So I appreciate that. I know it's, so. it's true. It's not like the most yeah. exciting answer, but just whenever you're no. actually happy to talk about it, like, that's what puts a smile on my face, which of course the listeners can't see, but y'all can. I'm like, okay, that's, yeah. that's what's cool. So <laughs> they can hear it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did we tell her this? We're not re- recording this video. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. They could see the blushing earlier. Great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Technically, it is recording. Yeah, yeah just fair enough. It. Yes. Oh. But yeah. What do you think about uh, what other sports have you looked at or, or do you watch that you wouldn't want to get into? I know Nick kind of alluded to this where you want to go, but I mean, has there been like, is rally on your radar? Is uh, uh, trophy trucks? I mean, there's so much out there and being from Texas, there's a lot going on there too. So yeah, it would. So to answer that question, it'd probably be outside the motorsports world, which I don't know if it's allowed. Oh, okay. yeah, um, yeah, no, no, do tell. <laughs> But I, you know, being from Texas, you grow up like a really big football fan, a really big basketball fan. Um, I'm a huge diehard Kansas Jayhawk basketball fan. Um, In fact, my fiance and I, we just went to a game two weeks ago now. And even growing up, I was like, this is a great organization. Like, I want to be a part of just that energy and that authenticity, like, how authentic everything is it's so cool to see and be a part of i'm like okay that would that would be awesome so it's outside the realm of motorsports um but we'll see that that would maybe be a goal one day there's a lot of crossover there though i mean a lot of people who are in pro level sports are really big into motorsports if not um just fans but you know as part of like paid promotion. I mean, most of rally right now is right? motocross and BMX and skateboarders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, yeah. So yeah, it's just fair. You know, I think, I think if you have that adrenaline rush, you want to, you want to chase it. Um, yeah. I have it. I just have gotten rid of it because I don't want to chase it and die because I'm not good. But other than that, you know, spring's so. coming. The bikes are getting warm. Oh, the bikes are, the bikes are, bikes are ready. The bikes are ready. <laughs> the bikes are getting ready. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting to watch uh, everybody has obviously has a love of motorsports and it depends on where you grew up. And I mean, I think a lot more, you see a lot more of the F1 drivers coming out of Europe. You don't see as many up in America, but you know, with Haas here now and things like that, mm-hmm. it's starting to come around. But I think it's interesting to find people that they just, they lo- the love of motorsports, like the, the guys that will go, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot more than we'll see it up in, up in Washington, down in Texas and stuff like these people that will go to these, 
the biggest NASCAR guys in the world on the weekends will go find these dirt tracks and go and go sliding around with the Joe down the block, which is I think is the ma- most amazing thing in the world. I was talking to a guy once and he was he was he did dirt track racing in like Louisiana or something. He's like, yeah, he's like my last race I was up against. Uh, oh, who was at NASCAR from uh, Home Depot? Oh, Tony Stewart. He's like, yeah, Tony Stewart and I were racing, and I'm like racing. I was like, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's like he kind of kicked my ass. I was like, well, he's a professional driver. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of stuff like that down in Texas, in Florida. Um, you know, we had the track at New Smyrna, which was always fun to go to, like on a Friday night. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I'm actually up in New Jersey now. And one of the reasons why is that my fiance is actually the director of track ops for New Jersey Motorsports Park. And not only do they bring in like actual motorsports like race cars, but there's also a ton of bikes. So I think it was um, Moto America maybe that uh, I ended up getting to be there and you could see the bikes and it was absolutely insane. And I'm like, this is really cool. And then they also have the 24 hours of lemons. And so you see all these crazy cars, like a Domino's car, like a subway car, like (laughs) Napa car. It was fantastic. Um, And so it opens your eyes. You're like, wow, there's a lot more of a grassroots motorsports like vibe than you can even imagine. So it's, it's something for sure to, to be excited about. And you're like, okay, yeah, I don't mind hanging out like on a Friday or Saturday night, whenever I'm actually not at a racetrack, like let's go to another one. <laughs> let's go to another racetrack. <laughs> we haven't been to one of those in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever dipped your toes into motorsports? Have you been, have you driven, gone on a track day or anything? I have not. Um, definitely been on some hot laps for sure, but I haven't. And it's, it might be best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of honesty about to come out right now. <laughs> you know, I, I will say it might be best. So I like my daily driver is actually a pickup truck. So being used to like the actual motor sports or like race car, um, set a little bit different than like your standard Porsche or Lexus or Ferrari, whatever. So yeah, pickup truck over here. <laughs> I watch truck racing. Yeah, yeah that's what I watched it before NASCAR. I mean, I mean <laughs> in fact, I've actually been following. Um, uh, is it Haley Deegan now? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And watch now. Yeah. She's fast she's, she's having a rough year, but that's, yeah, she is. <laughs> so but she's far, still great. But yeah, so yeah, that's not her fault. No. <laughs> yeah. So you can race trucks. You just start racing your truck. It's yeah, fine. no problem. Might yeah. as well. We'll see what happens. It's already got like a couple self-inflicted dings that have involved no one else. <laughs> just my own personal. <laughs> let me clear that up. Hopefully, my like. Robin's racing. You're fine. Exactly. Hopefully my auto insurance isn't listening, but you know, neither here nor there. Well, don't say who your auto insurance is and we're good. Exactly. Well, it's nice though that you, you can be involved in motorsports and not be in a car. Yeah. I mean, and people forget that all the time when we talk, when we interview people on the show, it's, it's often drivers and um, photographers, things like that. But it's like, there's a huge part of motorsports that is not getting in the car or being a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> people forget that all the time. So yeah. Yeah, who cares about those people? No, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say to that, one of the things whenever I would try to introduce people to motor sports is, you know, with sports car racing and IMSA, um, it's, I think it's a little bit more relatable because the manufacturers are the stars in that series. So, you know, if someone mm. drives, you know, a Toyota or a Honda, a Lexus or Mercedes, Porsche, whatever, um, they can easily relate and be like, Oh, I want to root for that car because I can relate to it. I have that as my daily driver kind of thing. So, you know, there's, it's easy to get people to understand the sport that way. I've found, um, then maybe like, Oh yeah, there's this sole individual and 
it could just kind of spiral. You have to really do an introduction and whatnot. So, well, I mean, that's but that's what's bringing GT back and make, giving it popularity in the U.S. We had um, uh, the the team manager for Aston Martin, and they won uh, Rolex. Heart of Racing, yeah, mm-hmm. Heart of Racing. Um, they were he was on the show, and Aston Martin's making a comeback because I mean, for forever, Aston Martin was sort of like the uppity golf club car. You know, you just see in the still parking is. lot. It still is. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they they know their market, but it's like no, they're actually racing and winning and doing really well, really well. They're fast as hell. Aston Martin had a great weekend at F one this week. Yeah, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. and so it's like seen, yeah, that is so, not a name that yeah. people associated with racing for a long time, and now it's like no, it's a hundred percent associated with racing, yep. and that's been a that's been cool to see. And yeah, if you, it's the first, and it is because of that that I've actually started looking at Aston Martins again. I think I'm still probably a few years from wanting one. Versus some other more hardcore sports cars for the road. Oh, but, I want one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't I put the money one. there. I'd put it yeah, towards something one. else. Yeah, but, exactly. but, I mean, they're, it's like, I was, I was never looking at Aston before. It's called an emotion chip for a reason, Dan. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a car key. It's an emotion chip. Until yeah. you drop it. Then it's a crying yeah, emotion. Yeah, then it's a crying emotion chip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Emotional chip. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's tough. But, uh interesting. Okay. So, you, you're, you're around all these race cars. You're on this stuff. Now, obviously, you're driving a pickup truck. What 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 cars make you go? Ooh, I want to like stop and see that. Like, what what Good what do you like? <laughs> I know, and it, it's crazy because, especially in motorsports, sometimes it's the liveries and the paint schemes and whatnot that catch your attention. Oh, yeah. But um, you know, honestly, like, hopefully it's okay. Like, if I feel like sometimes if I say things that aren't like my team or whatnot, it's like, oh no. But I will say the new Audis. Uh, that I've seen around are beautiful. Yeah. I don't think that anyone can really resist the look of a Lamborghini. Like that's, I mean, come on. It, yeah, they're sexy. I, they are. Let's not, let's not yeah. hit anyone around. That's just an Audi, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. I have, for some reason in the Astons too, as well, the Audis and the Astons have grown on me the last few years. Um, but probably because I wasn't as familiar with them whenever I first got introduced to the sport, but as you're around them a lot and you see them, you're like, Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, okay. Like I see you. (laughs) Who's the, who's the pink unit? I was just about to bring that up. It's my, in squadron course. It's my favorite livery. It's sparkle pony. Yeah. Sparkle pony. Sparkle pony. uh, Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Then faff racing out of Canada with their, um, plaid Porsche. Canadian, Canadian uh, plaid. eh? Yeah. The Canadian tuxedo (laughs) Porsche. Yeah. 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 We love those guys. A little biased, but yeah, they're pretty great. Absolutely. Plaid Porsches though. Even for years since I entered weather tech championship, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a genius livery. Yeah. I forgot. I was talking to somebody once and uh, they were wearing a, it was a NASCAR jacket. And it was, I forgot which team it was, but they were, they were, it was peanut M&Ms was the sponsorship and they had the, the jacket with all that. And I was like, we were talking, she's like, you know, she's like, I'm allergic to peanuts, but peanut M&Ms is my sponsor. They sponsor my car. They sponsor my driver. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like, Good marketing. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Marketing. You know, that's you know. the thing. Like, so I'll fully admit whenever I was growing up, I was the ideal candidate for any marketing or sponsorship in motorsports i follow like as, as i mentioned dale jr so whenever he's sponsored by amp energy oh mom whenever you go to the grocery store can you buy amp energy like i'm here yep. for it my first beer was budweiser so like i was so impressionable and but it worked i'm like okay now i see how like effective this can be well because you want to be like your heroes you want yeah. you know like you know 
I mean, I don't know how the amount of times I've ever seen Dale Jr. actually drink a Budweiser, but I, I know what his car looks like. I could draw it for you. You know, <laughs> I could tell the sponsors. But yeah, you want to be like that. I think that's it makes it a little bit more relatable. And you follow, and, and it's funny because I think you almost follow some of the sponsors because I know a lot of people, drivers will move to different teams and it's like, nope, I'm, I'm on the M&M team. I'm staying on the M&M team. Well, so. I mean, look at cigarette sponsors oh, through God, the years. Yes. I mean, like, if it wasn't for Marlboro. Did you know the Marlboro man sued Marlboro before he died because of, of, of lung cancer? <laughs> Speaking of that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. Because, because they he was the spokesman and he's and their his job was to smoke and it killed him and they his, him and his family sued Marlboro. So yeah, is this I, that is a random topic that came up th- this weekend. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it down, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, you. I mean. And I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Senna. I mean, that livery, you, yeah. you think. You think McLaren and you think, think Marlboro. Marlboro. Yeah. yeah. So, that yeah. Epic car. Yeah. Oh. So, some, somebody did some good consulting and marketing there. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> wasn't me. But yeah. It was so, Philip Morris. Yeah. Philip Morris. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. That's different. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Oh. Do you have a favorite uh, livery now, though, that you is one that you. Uh, the track, I mean, it's hard to be a sparkle pony. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, I have to admit the plaid Porsche for sure. Like it, Faff, it's just, yeah. it, I mean, it is fast, but it's also just like, so, um, unique to them. There's no other team mm-hmm. on the grid that could rock that livery. Like it, it's them. It's the Canadians. And it looks good. Well, yes. They believe in it. They painted it on the car. It's yeah. not, it's not vinyl. That's paint. Yeah. yeah. So, that was, yeah. that was a so. project for sure. Um, that that yeah. was a project for them to undertake, but you know, it's them. And then, um, you know, it's not necessarily a livery, but I also still like, I love the little Alfa Romeo in Insta Michelin pilot challenge, the, um, KMW with TMR team um absolutely like everyone loves the alpha you could see everyone flock to it uh during the race or like before the race it's just it's like oh yeah little baby alpha <laughs> so big <laughs> big alpha fan actually i was going to bring this up to you because it was a conversation that came up i was talking to a client we were talking about cars we we're talking about race cars and, and wrecking and he's he was asking us because you know we just picked up s-tech yeah and he's like do they do that to race cars and i was like no i was like they just replace parts like i was like that would be great i was like but can you believe can you believe the poor guy that would have to like they, mm. they do not clear bra race cars no no no. but yeah. they, but s-tech has color changing film so you could change the entire livery of a car or you could wrap a race car with s-tech yeah. and be a lot more durable than a standard I finish i mean, I mean I guess it's just vinyl but like depending on the type of racing you're doing true but it, like say if you're on a national level at like if you're an scca autocross champion where you're not actually going to hit walls or other cars, True. but you needed a durable thing. If you hit a bunch of cones, they would just rub right off. Aztec would be a perfect. Per- uh, I've hit like a hundred cones in my life. Don't bring that up again. I'm just saying, so. like, if you need to satisfy your sponsors, you could probably work with Aztec. Yeah, get that that cone marks to come right off, and then you would have paint protection. Buff out. Yeah. yeah, well, you'd have paint protection, and sure, you know, just okay. saying. I don't know. I just. I love liveries. I think I think that's the cool thing. I think there's just something about the fact that you can take the dumbest, crappiest car and put the coolest livery on it, and <laughs> everybody will watch it no matter how slow or fast it is. So, yeah. That. So, by the way, I totally echo your 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 love of, of Lamborghini. Have and <laughs> yeah. So I just I, so cool. I, yep, I still say the Huracan is the best. If you want the best driver's car for the street. I, th- I think you are hard pressed to beat a, like to compete against a Huracan even today. Have you followed any of Lamborghini the last two days? Uh-uh. They launched. The, they haven't showed the car yet, but they showed the engine and the hybrid system for the new. Huh. 
the new Aventador. So I mean, and they're they're it's pretty impressive as far as what it's going to be. So yeah, I just yeah. you know a lot of a lot of cars are too aggressive for the street. They don't meet that sweet spot. And I I think if you want something that's like I still say 911 Turbo S probably the best all around like driver's car for road trips. You know you can drive it in the sand now after Black. That's yeah, true. You yeah. can drive it yeah. in the sand apparently yeah. if mm-hmm. you've ever been wondering that watch it watch the new black rifle coffee commercial um (laughs) that was impressive but i think the huracan like hits that sweet spot of like aggressive but usable i want to try i want to drive i'm not going to get a chance to but i want to drive the new off-road huracan which is words i never thought i would say i want to drive it because i want to see i want to take a huracan off-road that's not mine i was i don't have one just so we're clear (laughs) my only correction was going to say i bet you oddly enough you will have the chance to drive it at some point i would hope but yeah Probably on a golf course. <laughs> yeah, you never know. That might get out of the sand. I just a lot feel easier. like the person that would buy that and drive it. I mean, there's gonna be, you're gonna have the guy that like just puts it in a box and collects the value. Mm-hmm. But the kind of person that would actually drive it would be the kind of person to be like, yeah, let's go, let's go rally this thing. Sure. And I feel like hopefully we'll get somebody up here that would do that. I agree. Hopefully at yeah. Dirtfish. At hint, 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 hint. Dirtfish hint. needs a Lamborghini. Hi, Dirtfish. Yeah, hi, Dirtfish. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a sponsor, but we want to yeah. drive Lamborghinis right? on the track. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's, so did you, I, and this is going back a little bit. Did you work when you went to school at Texas A and M? Gotta get that in there. Uh, <laughs> did you? Did, was your degree in consulting and marketing? It actually communications. Communications. It actually was not. So it's crazy. Whenever um, I was young and like junior high and whatnot, um, just growing up, I was really into writing. And so I grew up, I'm like, oh, I really want to be a writer for NASCAR. How cool would that be? And then in high school, I took a little bit of a detour. So I actually really got into environmental studies because it's such a hot topic and you know, it was back then, it is now. Um, so it's not going anywhere. And I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed reading about it, learning about it. So um, I brought that over into college. So my degree was environmental studies with a business minor. But um, <laughs> I went to an all girls Catholic high school. So it was very education focused, very writing centric. So then whenever I went to college, some of those honors classes and stuff that I did, I made up the extra credits by doing writing courses. So it was about environmental studies, business classes, and writing. So it tied all in together. And now here I am in motorsports, which is starting to, to hop on board the environmental train, which is very exciting to see. A lot of learning from everyone across the board. But um, so, yeah, eventually I found my way back. I did when I wanted to do that whenever I was younger. And then now I'm here. So <laughs> huh. started from the bottom. Now we're here. Put that in a song. <laughs> I know. Feature me. I'm good. There you go. There you go. There you go. Environmental studies. That's actually an interesting topic to bring up when it comes to motorsports. Um, I have seen or I read an article. I skimmed an article. I'm going to be honest because um, I didn't have time to read it. It popped up at work about Porsche experimenting with um, with a different fuel, a um, I know synthetic about. fuel. And I'm just curious what technologies you've seen. It, it basically is recycled from the air, actually, of all things. Incredibly expensive to produce right now, but hopefully that trickles down because then we don't need current, you know, we don't reuse oil, basically. Um, no more dinosaur juice? <clears throat> no, it recycles it from the air. So it's yeah. it's pulling it, it in. It. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a cool system. I need to read into it more so I can talk about it on the show. But uh, just uh, what technologies have you seen or come across that have interested you even? I don't expect you to be an expert in this field because it's not yours, but I'm, I'm definitely curious what you've come across. 
whenever I was learning about it, there were so many pros and cons. So, you know, you'd hear about like ethanol or, you know, hydrogen or stuff like that. But at the same time, there'd be so many negatives. So you're really going back and forth. You're like, well, is this actually helpful or is this actually harmful? Or do the, the cons outweigh the pros? And so now that it's being implemented and accepted across the board in a bunch of different ways that um, are above my pay, my pay grade, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but you know, you can see everyone getting on board and being a part of it. And I know F1's initiative by, I think, zero emissions by 2030, if that's right, if I remember right. It's really cool to see because you're seeing it from a lot of different elements. It's not just what initially started as let's go plant a bunch of trees to offset, you know, the carbon dioxide that we're about to emit at this event. Um, we're still doing that, but we're also focusing on electricity and, you know, a bunch of other ways to, to offset. So um, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. I know everyone's learning it at the same time. So there's a lot of balls kind of being juggled in the air right now, but it's at least really cool to see motorsports across the world, not just one series, but across the world embracing it. Well, Formula E. I mean, you yeah. yeah. see that piece. I'm 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 just laughing, chucking at myself because we were you're talking about environment when I we were down at Coda in what 2021 for the Formula One race, mm-hmm. and there was a gentleman there. It was, you know, it was there was a ton of people, but he obviously drug his girlfriend or wife that she did not want to go, and she was very environmental, and she was reading him the riot act about the fact that look what this is doing the environment, and he and he he looks and he goes look. They don't get to get fuel anymore, so it's only one tank of gas. So that's cutting down on things. And she's <laughs> like, "Really?" <laughs> she's like, "Ah, oh, whatever works for you, buddy." <laughs> so I mean, I it's like one F one race is yeah. not. No, I know. I'm just like, but I and I forgot the exact words he used. He's like, "They don't let them refuel, so therefore it's only one tank of gas." <laughs> a million cars idling for five hours to leave the race. <laughs> yeah, different problem. Different. Wait, 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 we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah, so, yeah. I know. I actually like. I think to that point, you it's almost like a moderate view that you kind of have to have. It it is small potatoes to a certain extent, but you have to at least think, okay, this is going to be progress towards a long-term thing, but you know, every little bit helps, but it's all part of a bigger picture. So it's a lot for everyone and it's not easy to adapt to. This is entirely different concept that, you know, it's not going to be easy, I guess, but it's important. Well, I think in that situation, uh, all serious, you know, we, we want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to, yeah. we want to still enjoy our motorsports. We still want to go out and drive our cars. We want, but we want it to be good for the environment somehow, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, uh, race car technology is what drives streetcar technology. Sure. So if they can make something lighter, more efficient, I mean, that's going to come from racing. Mm-hmm. As much as you, everybody wants to think it's going to come from some lab somewhere. It's not because what people want to win. Just going to the race cars <laughs> yeah, first. Cars yeah. want to win. Yeah. So they need to be lighter and faster and more efficient. So if anybody's going to develop it and have real incentive to develop with a lot of money behind it, it's going to be Formula One and GT and <laughs> IMSA and things like that, where they're like, yeah, if we shave half a pound from the fuel tank because we're getting a more efficient engine, yeah, that's where that technology is going to come from. Well, <laughs> so. And that's the thing, you know, talking about how my standpoint of trying to introduce people to the sport, I'm like, okay, the manufacturers are how you can relate to this more. And it is their testing with us that's going to be implemented with you. So yep. yeah, what you see with us, you're going to get at some point in time if it's successful <laughs> um but yeah so completely what you what you just said yep carbon fiber direct injection better turbos more efficient turbos like that's that's all trickle down more horsepower oh. <laughs> more horsepower 
Can you imagine a car coming out now, like a, a standard family sedan, let's say just your Honda Accord. Can you imagine a car coming out now with less than 200 horsepower? Oh, I'll think about that. Yeah. I mean, like, but that was a pipe dream 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what, like, I see what you're saying. When the Supra came out in 1994 in the US or two or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. the, the Mark IV it had 300 horsepower and was like mind blown. And now they're like, that's an Accord V6. Yeah, now you're getting a thousand horsepower off the lot, which scares me with some of the people <laughs> right? driving those cars. But yeah, just saying, you know, yay yeah. racing. Have your cake and eat it too. I I, I do like go cake. race your mom's. I do like cake. go race your mom's grocery getter. Get out there, kids. <laughs> Be bad. You like can we do were. it. You, you can, can get arrested it. too. <laughs> I'm just we're not going to touch do that. on that one. That was a uh, joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that definitely did not happen. Yeah, uh, race, so, your, race her truck. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Right down the New Jersey Turnpike. Yep. <laughs> so, my truck's yeah. my truck's name is Larry, by the way. So I'll introduce. Larry. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, I'll introduce you guys once that time happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what type of truck is Larry? Yeah. Uh, he's a 2013 Silverado. So he's nice. he's okay. extended cab. I can't do four doors. Oh. It's a little too big. But my high school <laughs> truck was uh, a bench seat, and I need a little bit more. So I was like, all right, we got a good happy medium here. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair and, enough. And how did Larry get his name? Um, for some reason I was in, okay, this is going to sound really stupid. I was in a phase where I wanted to just call him Lair Bear. It just sounds fun and it like rolls uh-huh. off your tongue and it's like, oh, Lair Bear. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, Larry works with that. Um, it could have been a VeggieTales character. Oh, <laughs> Who knows? It could be anything. Um, and I, and I, with the NASCAR connection, I thought we were going with Larry, the cable guy, but okay, oh, Larry yeah, Bear yeah, works yeah, too. Too. so yeah, <laughs> get her done. That's the thing. It could relate to people in a lot of different ways. So absolutely. Who knows? Absolutely. But anyway. everybody knows a Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the one I know, but either than that, okay, so. even, even more in like more reason to introduce you to my Larry, the truck. Fair yep, enough. Like there Larry. you go. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I don't doubt it. I don't <laughs> doubt it. Well, if you and your fiance ever make it up our way, probably husband by the time uh, you yeah. get up here, you should come say hi. What is your fiance's name? His, oh, yeah. his name is Mike Murphy. Okay. I've, I, we've been, just been saying her fiance the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, hi, Mike. I shout out to Mike. Mike needs a shout out. I know. I told him, I was like, eventually, I know your name's going to get brought up at some point because they're like attached at the hip and... <laughs> Um, he, oh. yeah. Well, yes, you should be. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll let him know. That'd be cool. He's actually, um, we just got a Corgi two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yes. So yeah. um, speaking of F1, so we actually, this is totally a sidebar, but we named our Corgi Charles after Charles Leclerc. So okay. he is Charles LeCorgi. I love, uh, it. love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. Yes. So he's actually right now keeping Charles occupied in a different room. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'll give him a shout out. He will appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to make sure to get that. But um, you know, Jennifer, we really appreciate you taking the time, uh, considering the fact that I did not know you were in New Jersey and it's like not almost 10 o'clock there. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, uh, I know. Carl has spoken very highly of you and um, we've really enjoyed this opportunity. Yeah. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, This has been a lot of fun and I appreciate working with all of y'all at the Avon side. So let's keep it up. Um, And and we'll put this in the, in the stuff, but where can people find you if they, if they're they're interested in your business or, you know, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, They honestly, they can just reach out to me. Like y'all mentioned a couple of times on LinkedIn. Um, Just Jennifer Klein. Uh, Last name is K L E I N like Calvin, but not related, unfortunately, um, is what I always tell people at like the grocery store. But okay. yeah, um, that's probably the best way for sure. So um, and 
at racetracks. And I'd say this to anyone who's interested in getting into motorsports. Like if you want to know more about a job or about a position, go to a race, reach out to people. Don't be afraid. Come say hello because the position that they're in, we've all been in and we'd love to open up the paddock, welcome y'all with open arms. Just come say hello anytime for sure. Excellent. Sounds good. All right. I will link your LinkedIn in the show notes. So listeners, as you jump to the show, if you want to get a hold of Jennifer, drop in there and click the link. Excellent. Well, for this episode of the Avance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.